You're listening to Unhooked. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking about something that's so fundamental to recovery, which is known as the ironic rebound effect, which is when you try to suppress, when you try to deny your urges or your desires, what happens sometimes is that you end up binging worse than before. So today we're going to be looking at how do you avoid the ironic rebound effect. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jeremy Lipkowitz, and with over 12 years of meditation experience as a mindfulness trainer and coach for high performers, I've become obsessed with helping people break free from compulsive, unhealthy behaviors and addictions and step into a life of true freedom so that they can finally become their best selves and cultivate deeper and lasting fulfillment. I've created Unhooked, the Breaking Porn Addiction Podcast, to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to master your mind and optimize your life. This is Unhooked. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Unhooked Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about self-control and this very interesting thing called the ironic rebound effect. It's something you might have experienced before. Uh, Well, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But before I dive into the meat of the subject for today, I want to just take a moment to celebrate uh, an achievement on this podcast, which is we have hit 10,000 downloads on the Unhooked podcast. And this is something that I am just so, you know, blown away by that this podcast has come this far. I remember starting this podcast last year and you know, just wondering where it would go and if people would enjoy it. And clearly the answer is, you know, this topic is just so important. It's something that doesn't get talked about enough. And there are so many people out there that need these resources, that need to have these conversations around how to have a healthier relationship to porn, to sexuality, how to uh, heal some bad habits. So I just want to celebrate all of you out there who are listening and supporting this podcast. It really means so much to me uh, that you're continuing to listen, that you chime in, that you send in messages. Um, It it really just means a lot to me. Uh, And so on that note, you know, just again, love, if you want to support the podcast, one of the best ways right now is just to go on to whatever platform you're listening and leave a review. Reviews do so much to help promote the podcast they help uh, you know the algorithm shows it more easily so if you can take the time to go and leave a review it really does mean a lot and makes a big difference so that's it for the little celebration today and now into the meat of the topic which is the ironic rebound effect and this is something that I have experienced in many different ways throughout my life. But one that comes to mind very recently was just an example from my life when I was working with a personal trainer about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago during the pandemic. And I remember signing up with this personal trainer because I wanted to, you know, just kind of get my fitness back in line. I, I wasn't eating super healthily and I wasn't exercising as much as I wanted to. So I hired a personal trainer to work with me and, you know, we're going to work on this kind of eight-week program or 12-week program. And the approach of this personal trainer was all about calorie counting. So it was all about, you know, measuring every 
bit of food you put into your mouth and making sure that you are working on a calorie deficit. And I remember going through this process and it was so intense for me. It was so rigid and so structured. And I remembered just thinking about food all the time, in part because I was hungry, because I was in a calorie deficit, but also because I was measuring everything. I was so focused on food and how many calories I was eating that I almost developed this obsession around it. And what I noticed was very interesting is that occasionally I would slip up and I would eat something that wasn't on my diet. I would, you know, eat more than I was supposed to. And in those moments, rather than just eating a little bit more, I would have these binges. You know, I would have these moments where as soon as I opened up the, the gates, it was like open the floodgates and just let everything in. And I ended up eating worse than I would otherwise because I had been so focused on suppressing my diet, suppressing my hunger, and I was so hyper-focused on it that when I did break, I would rebound even worse than before. And this is what psychologists call the ironic rebound effect. When you are too focused on self-control, when you're too focused on trying to suppress things, suppress your thoughts, suppress your urges, suppress your desires, what happens is you end up rebounding even worse. And so this is a fundamental question that we need to understand if we're going to beat porn addiction. You know, if you're really going to break free at the root level, if you're going to break free fundamentally and have inner peace and freedom, we really need to understand this ironic rebound effect and how to work with it. And so this question of how to avoid acting out is really what we're talking about. You know, how do we skillfully avoid doing things that we know aren't good for us? Whether it's watching porn, eating junk food, binging on Netflix, whatever it is, this in many ways is the ultimate question around recovery. How do we break bad habits and how do we skillfully avoid acting out? And now, again, what's interesting here is this ironic rebound. And this has been looked at by scientists. And so there's some studies that I want to point out that highlight how this works. So one of the, the most famous ones is this study that was done where scientists asked people in this study to go as long as they could without thinking about polar bears. And so just try it out for yourself. You know, in, on the count of three, I'll say go and just see how long you can go without thinking about polar bears. One, two, three, go. Now, if you're like most people, you lasted about 0.3 seconds. 0.3 seconds before a polar bear just popped into your mind. And what we know is that trying not to think about polar bears is actually what leads you to think about polar bears. And the studies show this, that participants in the study who were asked to not think about polar bears actually thought about polar bears more than participants who were specifically asked to think about polar bears as much as they could. And this is the same thing that happens when you try to suppress your cravings and your desires. Now, when you try to suppress your urge to watch porn, when you, and you tamp it down and suppress it and deny it, what happens is that that desire and that urge gets stronger. So, this was also illustrated in a real-world example, uh, something that they looked at in relationship to habits, you know, real-world habits. And in this case, it was a bad habit. They looked at it with smokers. And so for this, the scientists 
they took these groups and they asked one group to suppress thoughts of smoking. So they, they took a bunch of smokers and they said, we want you to suppress your thoughts of smoking. The other group was asked to think about smoking all the time. And then a third control group wasn't asked to do anything in particular. And what they found is that the suppressors did succeed in smoking less in the first week, but then it ended up backfiring and they ended up smoking more than they normally would in the second week. For the people that were asked to think about smoking, smoking as much as they could, they saw no difference in that group compared to the control group. So my guess is that you have experienced something like a rebound effect before. You know, you try to suppress some behavior, whether it's watching porn or eating junk food or watching Netflix, and maybe end up being successful for a while. But at some point, you might have relapsed and binged worse than before. And this is where we get sayings like, what you resist persists. You know, what you resist persists. What you resist, it stays there. And, you know, in fact, it's even worse. It's not just what you resist persists. It's what you resist grows stronger. And I remember, you know, hearing this one kind of parable of, you know, these kind of old time stories of uh, like a monster in an ancient kingdom and the king would send his army against the monster and every time a soldier fought the monster, the monster grew stronger. And it wasn't until, you know, a young princess came in and invited the monster in for tea that the monster started to get smaller and weaker. And so this kind of gives us a little bit of a clue of what to do to deal with this effect. So the question here we're asking is, if suppressing our cravings doesn't work, what are we supposed to do? You know, do we just indulge every time you have a craving or a desire? Well, that's not the answer either. And there's actually a third option. It's, you know, kind of like a middle path in between suppressing everything and just denying and indulging all the time and you know, just acting out every time you have a craving. The third option is what we might call the middle path between suppression and indulgence. And this is mindful acceptance. So rather than suppressing the feeling or criticizing yourself or beating yourself up, and rather than simply acting out on every urge or craving that you have, instead, what we can do is mindfully note the feelings and make space for that desire without pushing it away and without acting on it. And in many ways, this is how we practice mindfulness. You know, observing what's arising without grasping after things that are pleasant and without pushing away what's unpleasant, but just making space for the experience. You know, when this is something I work on with all of my clients is when lust is arising, to have the toolkit, the mental skills to be able to make space for that emotion, for that feeling, and just notice, oh, lust is here. Oh, Lust is arising, or oh, this is what lust feels like, without beating yourself up or thinking that it's wrong, and without just mindlessly acting on it. So instead, we can just acknowledge the thought or the feeling and allow it to pass. Some other really interesting research here that helps this is some research showed that emotions only last about 90 seconds if you don't add fuel to them. So whether it's sadness or craving or restlessness or frustration, they just last 90 seconds. And so if you can actually just make space for that feeling and just let it be there without fueling it with 
you know, resistance or aversion or clinging and just let it be there. And then after 90 seconds, it usually passes. So this is the middle path. This is how we deal with cravings, with desire, with urges without making them stronger. And this is so fundamentally important. This is critical and foundational to real recovery. Because again, what you resist persists. What you suppress and deny, it just grows stronger. So one other thing that can be helpful here is labeling the emotion. And again, this is part of a mindfulness practice, the labeling, is when you're feeling an urge or desire to give it a soft label. You know, when lust is there, just notice, oh, lust is here, or this is lust. Or if it's anger or uh, sadness or boredom, you know, to just give it that soft label, oh, boredom is here. And what this does is it actually turns on the prefrontal cortex and it down-regulates the amygdala. And the amygdala is the fight, flight, freeze, or fuck response. People often think it's just a fight, flight, or freeze response, but it's also, you know, involved in going after things you want. So it's the, the four Fs, fight, flight, freeze, or fuck. And that is the amygdala, the emotional response center. But when you use this labeling technique, when you make space for the feeling, you can unhook yourself from that response. So what can you actually do aside from that? So the first step is making room for the emotion, practicing acceptance, mindfulness, labeling the emotion. The other important thing to do is to be kind to yourself. You know, to not beat yourself up because you're experiencing an emotion. An urge is just a natural part of being human. You know, if you see an attractive person walking by and an urge arises, there's nothing wrong with that. And to allow yourself that feeling and say, oh, wow, I'm attracted to this person. That's okay. What's not okay is maybe acting on it, you know, going and, and doing something. But just the fact that the urge is arising is a natural and beautiful part of being human. So the worst thing you can do there is to beat yourself up and criticize yourself for having a natural and normal human experience. Because the shame that this causes will make you want to escape and make you want to act out even more. So in summary here, just remember that suppression and denial causes the ironic rebound effect. What we resist persists and grows stronger. And to deal with these in a healthy and skillful way, we can use mindfulness and acceptance and labeling and a little bit of self-kindness as a way to let the emotion flow through you. So if mindfulness is something that is new to you, and if this is something that you're interested in, then I highly recommend checking out my online course, Mindfulness Made Easy. This is a 14-day training guide that is designed to teach you all that you need to know about practicing mindfulness and meditation and self-compassion and kindness. It's a 14-day training guide. Each day there's an explainer video and a guided meditation. It really walks you through step by step how to practice so that you really know what you're doing rather than just closing your eyes and thinking that you're meditating when you're not really meditating this course will teach you how to master the fundamentals of mindfulness and as a gift to you for my listeners again because we hit this 10,000 download mark i'm offering 50 percent off the, the course so i will put a link in the show notes with that 50 percent 
discount on. So if you're interested, now is the time to do it. Uh, I don't know if that code will last forever. So highly recommend getting it now. You get lifetime access to the course. Um, so get it first while it's there. It might only be up for a few weeks. So you never know when it will end. So check in, get it now while it's still available. So that is it for today. Once again, thank you just so much for listening, for being here with me on this journey. Uh, if, if you're new here to this podcast and this channel, then welcome. And I would love to hear from you. Please just leave a review and let me know what you think, what you'd like to hear more of on this podcast. And as always, if you need help with your addiction, if you want that one-on-one -on -one support, look up my free discovery call on my website. The link is down in the show notes in, in the show notes as well. So just check into that. Um, I offer a free discovery call to people who are interested in coaching. So if that sounds like you, go and check that out. So that is it for today. Signing off from another beautiful day in Bali and wishing you a wonderful day as well. So until next time, take care.